What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Girl, stop playing. Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Stop Playing Podcast. I'm Coriel, your favorite homegirl, here to encourage you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. Y'all already know that I truly, truly believe that you can have it all. You can make the money and you can get the honey if you are willing to work. And we got a real workaholic in the building today. So I gotta put some respect on your name first. Don't put the camera on it yet. Don't put the camera on it yet. I gotta put some respect on the name. So we have Danielle Leslie in the building, y'all. Miss Danielle Leslie has grossed over. <clears throat> I ain't never even said this stuff on the show before, y'all. She has grossed over $20 million, big M's in online course sales. Now, that's a lot of people out here slanging courses, myself being included, but it's not too many that have those big M's um, next to it. So we are definitely excited to talk to the creator of Course From Scratch, which is an eight-week online intensive that helps other people create and launch their profitable and pop-in online courses. So with that, please welcome Miss Danielle Leslie. Oh my God, thank you so much. Girl, we gotta put some respect on your name. Did I forget Aww. anything? No, girl, you good. Yeah, you, like you said, the twenty M's, baby. That's, <laughs> that's all you needed to say. We good. That's no, but thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm super excited. excited to be here. I'm excited. You are definitely a legend in these online streets. So I know the people are excited about this conversation. They were already hitting me up like I'm gonna be tuned in. So y'all are in for a treat. We got to talk about, though, you know, there's always the glitz and the glam on the gram. I like to go back a little bit, though. Like, what, who, how? Like, what was going on before you embarked on this journey of becoming an online, the online course creator? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Well, it was right before it was a season of being six figures in debt, having no car, um, living with my mom not knowing where I was going to make my next dollars from. Um, So that was right after I had launched uh, my first startup. I had this dream of being like a startup founder. What was it? Um, was the first it was called Gen Juice, like Generation Juice. Uh-huh. And it was with um, two other women, Arielle and Virgilia, Virgilia, who are amazing. And it was Arielle's brainchild. And so we came on. And the vision was just to, we were early, early, early. This was back in the Tumblr days in like 2010. But we wanted to help Gen Wires build their personal brands online. Mm-hmm. So we did a series of meetups. So we put on like a national tour. It was like 13 cities. Okay. Um, we raised like $10,000 in sponsorship money. And we slept in, on couch and stuff because that wasn't enough to cover everything. Mm -hmm. And then we held meetups in all those cities. And so our mission was just to build this community of first-time entrepreneurs, people like us who wanted to build our personal brands. Um, So that was the vision. And then honestly, we got funding um, and that's when the pressure was on. Mm -hmm. They were like, what y'all about to build? Because we are investors and we need something that is going to be sellable. Right. Um, and that's where, you know, the confusion ensued, I would say. That's where we had to figure out something that would be sellable and we kind of got off track. And I would say after about a year of that, it was clear that we weren't going anywhere with it. So that's when I ended up at my mom's uh, starting over. 
Wow. Okay. So much. So much to unpack there. I think. Um, what I definitely want to hop on, though, is that in all of the things that you all came together to do, the community was really the root of it. And what I know about you and what you've been able to do is much more than just created a course. Like there really is like a strong community behind it. Do you feel like you kind of took away some of that, some of what you had you know, put into the startup and kind of brought it over to what you're doing now? Absolutely. I think like one of the big things that stood out about the startup is when we went on tour, we would do the in-person meetups. And so we got to build community all over the nation. Mm -hmm. And we brought together so many different kinds of people because it was the early days of building your personal brand. Like people were coming from all over different backgrounds, different industries. Like so that taught me the uniqueness um, that's out there, that everybody has a unique story. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I would say that really influenced building the community of course creators um, when, yeah, around a uh, course from scratch. And then you also kind of set it up to where this was like the the launching pad almost like you being on at your mama's house like down and out got to figure it out and i think so many people so so many of the most successful people have that like down and out in the back of the car like that struggle story mm -hmm. and it's like damon john's like power of broke thing you know like when mm -hmm. you have nothing you're gonna figure it out you got creativity you're like yo i gotta figure this thing out yeah. do you knowing knowing that feeling that you had that was like i have to figure this out versus danielle leslie 20 20 big m's in do you feel like you were a little more scrappier then or you you know what has like your not necessarily your work ethic but what has like your process has it changed or has your um hustle changed any yes oh my gosh yes so the way i think about me back then and me now i actually think about hamilton have you seen hamilton Girl, it's my favorite. Girl, I couldn't even lie because you might have asked me a follow up question oh! and I would have been like, okay, yeah, you're like, let me just keep it real. Let me keep it real. Well, I got to see it on Broadway. It was amazing. One of my favorite works of art. If you were to ask me, like, what's your favorite work of art? Definitely Hamilton. When I think about the Danielle back then, it is definitely the spirit of Hamilton. And the spirit of Hamilton, if you think about his like quintessential character defining song, it is nonstop. Mm -hmm. So he is. Uh, from, you know, he's first generation, so no family name to live up to. Both of his parents are deceased, comes to New York mm -hmm. and is there to make a name for himself. Um, he loves to write and he just works nonstop and he works like he's running out of time. Right. Then you have Aaron Burr who is the antagonist, mm -hmm. um, that's his opposite, that's the other main character and his character defining song is called Wait For It. And Aaron Burr is someone who has a family name. He comes from wealth. And he feels like he has to protect that name. And that makes him hesitant. It makes him more cautious. It has him waiting for it. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Hamilton over here getting it like nonstop, nonstop. Like we ain't got nothing to lose. Mm -hmm. Aaron Burr is like, I have everything to lose. So I'm going to wait for it. So I did find myself I had one of those like observer moments when you like you the subject and the scientist mm -hmm. and you run in the experiment at the same time so I was watching myself I elevated myself I became the observer and the scientist and I was like oh I see what's happening with you right now you were Hamilton like I was like I was on the computer till 3 a.m. Mm -hmm. I was watching back um Community, Childish Gambino, Donald Glover on Community, like reruns in between naps until 4 a.m., not showering, all of that, working, working, launching that thing. Mm -hmm. Fast forward, I realized I was like, ooh, you keeping yourself in the box. You feel like you are Danielle Leslie course from scratch and you can't go outside of that. So you're gonna like dress this one way, you gotta do your photos this mm -hmm. one way. I don't even be on social media like that. Like I'd be in the cut. You like, don't be on social media. I really like don't. I'd be inside, inside. But what I found out was. <laughs> But what I realized was I was moving from that Hamilton spirit to the Aaron Burr spirit. And that's when I started to redirect. And I was like, mm. no, 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 we got to get back into it because we are first generation and we do have um, we still have that thirst. I still have so many ideas flowing through me every day. Why am I afraid to express them, even though they're different from this business I already built? Mm -hmm. um, and what kind of example am I leading to be like, y'all, like we are our stories, like we, our identities change from moment to moment. So I shifted my North Star from being this like set 
revenue goal every year mm -hmm. to am I expressing myself fully? Am I being my most fully expressed self from moment to moment? Um, so that's really helped me like break back into like the hustle. So what did that transition look like for you though? Was it, okay, I'm gonna refresh what I have going on. I'm gonna uh, think of a way to be innovative. I'm gonna try something new. I'm gonna step outside the box. Like what, what did you decide to do in that moment? You made the observation and then you're like, girl, stop playing, what's next? Yeah, so it was the ending of my relationship, I would say, that really accelerated that. Girl, that will get your oh. stuff together, okay? <laughs> right? you like, oh. We'll oh, get you right together, are. yes. Yeah, so it was a seven-year relationship and ended, um, like, November 2020. And that is when I had to ask myself the question of who am I? Mm -hmm. Who am I without this relationship? And who am I without this business? Because for so long... I identified as partner of, wife of, um, or course from scratch, Danielle Leslie, owner of. So 2021, that was the year of who am I? Mm. And it was the year of let me be free. Let me be like the I am. And we gonna see what's popping from moment to moment. So it was really that, that shook things up mm -hmm. for me and had me take a look at wait a minute, you've been on this this path being defined by this thing you've built, you've been building for so long. It was kind of like how from the age of three, according to my mom, all the way up to uh, 17, I kept saying I wanted to be an obstetrician. I kept saying I wanted to be a doctor, an OB. And the only reason I kept saying I wanted to be an OB is because I was saying I wanted to be an OB. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, gotta, that saying. was it, yeah. yeah. So I realized I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. We have the ability to create who we are next and what we're doing and how we even reinvent CFS, mm -hmm. course from scratch, how we reinvent the community, how we reinvent ourselves. So that's what really accelerated it. So one of the growing pains that I don't feel like we talk about enough is the team that it takes to be able to do all of the things. Something even further that we don't talk about is what happens when you are the leader of this team and you become the observer you decide it's time for something to change. My North Star, I got a new North Star. How does that affect the ship? What was that? Was there a conversation? Was there something that affected people? Or was it just like, I have a new guiding light? Yeah, it was actually incredible because right before uh, my breakup happened, I had been, I changed my North Star from revenue to how can I work 10 hours a week? And I was able to get it down from because I was in hustle mode. I was even though we had we had the money like it was automated, but mm -hmm. still I was finding things to do. So I went from the full time work hours and reduced it to about 10 hours mm -hmm. in a few months. Um, and so when I did that, I was like, OK, this is cool. And then the breakup happened. And I remember reaching out to my team and I was like, hey, y'all, uh, this happened. I'm going to need a little bit of, a little bit of support. Um, I'm not gonna be able, I won't be on some of the team meetings. Can you step in for me? Without any hesitation, they were like, bet, got it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So my team, this leadership team that I had recently hired, they stepped up even more um, and really took the reins mm -hmm. and allowed me the space in the following year to re-ask that question, who am I, where are we going? Um, I got to travel, I got to link up with friends and things like that. So really like building that team, and I think what helped is when I built that team, I built for the future me, for the future company. Mm. I wasn't hiring to hire for what our business needs were today. I did my aspirational hiring, I what I call hire with audacity. So I said, where are we headed? And at that time it was, all right, we're gonna be making 100 million a year from the course business in a few years. So we want you know, a, a head of operations who has worked for a company that has made that amount of revenue before. We want a director of marketing who has the vision to take us there. So because I hired with the future company, the future vision in mind, the people who came in, they were also there to help us collapse time. They were like, we already seen the future. Done like that, yes. we already done, yeah. So we just gonna bring it to you faster. So I think that made the transition a lot easier for me to be able to lean on my team at that time. So we were texting the other day, we're setting up the interview and you're like, I'm gonna have my chief of staff yes. send you over the info. And I'm like, oh, skr, skr. chief of staff, <laughs> baby. Amazing. What does it take to run whole. this $20 million? Like, what is this team looking like? Because you said leadership board. Like, give us the... Cause these are conversations that people on Instagram think Danielle Leslie is doing the thing. And you are doing the thing, but there's an infrastructure behind you. So mm -hmm. for the people who are comparing where they are to where you are that's doing it alone, it's like, no, this is a 
full-fledged machine. So tell us about the machine. Absolutely. So what I will say is uh, it's a lean team still, which is amazing. Um, And I will say that I was like, if if you are still growing and doing it yourself, I was the only person working in my company up until we crossed the million mark. Mm. I remember when we crossed a million by we, it was like I, but I crossed a million the we and um and I didn't have even a VA or anything right mm. I was running my own ads um we were I was spending about 30,000 a month on ads at that time and making six figures from them and then I was doing the customer support emails and doing like the live webinars right so it was a really lean because I focused on one product one webinar one funnel like I kept it super simple so that I could execute it and make it more efficient so fast forward to today what I asked myself with building this team is I said how do I identify in the CEO role? Mm-hmm. So I didn't, like the, the whole CEO, chief executive officer, that don't resonate with me. Like the executive part, I'm like, when people are like leadership, I'm like, what is that? Yeah. I don't, that's not me. So what I, and and because of that's that. That's refreshing to hear, first of mm. all. Can we just, just, I'm sorry to cut you, but girl. Please. Yeah. 20 M's, and she says, that's not for me. That's not, y'all, you can do it your own way. Go ahead, sorry. Yes. Absolutely. But that that kept me stuck for a long time because I kept trying to fill these shoes that weren't even mine. They weren't even my size. They weren't even my style. And I kept trying to fill them. So finally, I said, how can I reimagine this role? And for me, and I want everybody to choose your own letter. For me, it was I and it was chief inspiration officer, chief innovation officer and chief investment officer. So my role right now is to stay inspired, keep myself inspired, first of all, stay in my pursuit of pleasure and surround myself by things that inspire me. The second thing is to help keep my team inspired. I'm the visionary. My job, I already, I see the future. I live in the future. I'm an Aquarius. So I stay in the future and I'm just visiting the present. So it's like, I see the future and my job is to come back and tell the team what I've saw so that they can do their thing. So that is the me staying inspired and me keeping them inspired. And then the innovation is me then thinking about what comes next. Now that I'm in this inspired state, I'm out here talking to you. And I'm like, yo, take it back to the team. Yo, Coriel had this set of popping. Her team was like, <laughs> we got to do You know what I mean? Like, I need to be out here. That's why I need to get outside, outside. So I could, you know, bring the innovation back. But, or it's like Web3, right? I'm learning a little bit about Web3, bringing that back to the team. So that's the innovation part. And then the um, investment part, it is my role to make sure that the investments we're making from team members to marketing channels, whatever investments we're making, we're getting the biggest return on those so that's what I mean by chief inspiration innovation and investment officer and I would say like wherever you are whatever stage you're in in growth like identify what that is for you because it might it might look different so from that seat the current team I have uh my chief of staff as you met she is amazing literally like everybody loves her way more than they love me (laughs) like whenever they meet her they're like Helen is amazing I'm like I know (laughs) she's amazing so um Chief of staff is my right-hand person. So essentially, I have the vision where like, you know, I'm Riri, you know what I'm saying? I got the clothing line, I got the films, I got this, this, that. Mm -hmm. So the chief of staff is there to run point over all my projects. Got you. So I hired someone who's able to hire freelancers, um, hire and manage agencies, negotiate contracts on my behalf, right? So when it comes to like, book deal. So that's what we're going to be looking at next. I've been writing my book. I was going to self-publish. Now I'm traditionally publishing. So she would help set those contracts up, help negotiate, set those meetings up with the agents um, and then all of our other projects. So that's that's her. Um, she also, a key thing about chief of staff for me and probably for all of us is that she manages, she's a project manager, right? She has a project management background mm-hmm. and she is a spiritually grounded person. Like I'm trying to get on hard level. So she's able to feel my energy before I even say anything, mm-hmm. do anything mm-hmm. like she's tuned in. And so she helps be that blocker between me and the rest of the world when I need that. She helps me show up as the most energized, inspired version of myself. So that's the chief of staff. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we have our head of operations. So that's my left hand. So chief of staff, right hand, operations. So that's facing internally to the company. Um, So setting our OKRs, our quarterly goals. And her big goal is our- What's an OKR, Danielle Leslie? Oh, yes, absolutely. Objectives and key results. Gotcha. The rocks. The rocks. Um, the thing, yeah, the big needle movers. Um, so she sets our quarterly goals and then her big metric is our profit. So she's looking at, so she helps support me in the C, uh, chief investment officer function. Gotcha. Um, and then we have the um, head of marketing. So 
that that person is really good at launches um and then she's also going to help manage like organic marketing we need to get into that and then manages our facebook ads person that's another hire and then we have our product team so we have our cfs our course from scratch coaches so in the cfs program we offer daily live classrooms um so our cfs coaches are on monday through friday for an hour with our students um so that's our product team we have a few people there and then head of product jp who's amazing phenomenal and then we have our sales team so we have a sales manager um, and then a few salespeople who jump in um, when we're selling things over the phone. Mm-hmm. So that's like the, um, and then we have our customer support, of course, um, who holds it down in the inbox and makes sure webinars running. Oh, and then tech. Yes. So that's the the scope. Girl, this don't sound like no lean team. You started by I saying mean, we still know, lean, but you didn't name about 59 people, but they, <laughs> they pushing the 20 M, so they're they, they doing what they need to do. So in order, though, to be the chief inspiration officer, mm-hmm. you have to, like you said, stay inspired. Mm-hmm. What is your, and I feel like this is a generic question, but I really want to know, your self-care routine. Now, I don't necessarily mean like, you know, what what do you do in the morning? You know, like, but what is that thing when you're like, I'm not feeling it? Like, what's that thing that you do to recharge yourself? First of all, if you even, if you ask me about my self-care, I wouldn't have an answer because that's an area I need to work on. Um, I had a phase where I was phenomenal at it. So what it looks like for me now is first accepting the fact that I am quite moody. Talk about being in your feminine. Girl. So I'm I'm like really in my feminine probably more now than ever. So that means um, I'm very sensitive, moody. So I think for me, the first thing is just the acceptance and being like, okay, be like, cool, we're feeling like this right now, awesome. Um, a part of my regimen is my calendar. So knowing that my mornings are my time and what I do with my mornings is um, meditation. So one of the biggest things I picked up last year was um, uh, transcendental meditation. Mm-hmm. And so meditating like twice a day for 20 minutes. Okay, pause again. Trans- transcendental is different how? Uh, the key there is that you do a training that's like a four to five day training okay. uh, in person or virtual. And at the end of the training, they give you a mantra and it's a not a it's like a made up word. So you don't have any weird associations with it. And it's unique to you. So you're the mm. only one with this mantra. And so the practice of TM uh, transcendental meditation is just sitting with your eyes closed and in your mind repeating the mantra over and over again. And that's it for 20 minutes straight. Got you. OK. Mm-hmm. Have you found that that's like not easier, but more effective, I guess, than traditional, like just trying to go for it, freestyling? Actually, so both work. Yeah, I think like whatever works for you. For me, I did enjoy it. Um, I think before I would focus on my breathing, that was actually really effective too. Mm, So both work. Um, I love focusing on my breathing just because it, it, Lord, I remember I feel like I was in 5D. I was on another planet because the breathing would just get you going and get you on another level um, and focusing on that and energize you. Uh, the mantra is really good for like centering mm-hmm. me, which and bring me back to like peace. Um, yeah. So that's that's one. Journaling is another thing I do. Um, honestly, my little practice has been turning on my in the evening, my galaxy light, getting my hookah. Turning on my playlist and, you know, writing, doodling. Um, Those are some things that I do to, yeah, to keep myself inspired. Watching different films, like even watching all these startup documentaries like We Work or We Crashed, um, the Kanye joint, Mm -hmm, like all of mm -hmm. those. I always get gems. Inspiration for sure. Yes. That I can apply to like my team in my life. So you also mentioned something that I definitely want to kind of circle back on, because one of the things that one of my coaches always says is like, don't get bored, get paid. Mm -hmm. I get bored. Mm -hmm. I get bored. Mm -hmm. But you sat here and said I had one course, one webinar, like you did one thing. How did you not get bored or were you just getting paid and you like, yo, I'm just keep doing it. Yeah. So that was the only time in my life I did something like that. Like I did that webinar every Wednesday, almost every single Wednesday, uh, two years straight. So a hundred times in a row. I've never committed to anything like that in my life. Not even brushing my teeth. Okay. We're going to be brushing our teeth every day like that. (laughs) So, so, but that, that was the first thing I did. And so that was my first time, uh, keeping my word to myself. So I said, if I do, when I do this webinar, Every week straight for a year, I'm going to make a milli from it. So that's what I did. And then I did it in like, you know, half the time. So prior to that, so when I was in that, I wasn't quote unquote bored just because 
I knew I had a purpose. You had a plan. Like my purpose was bigger than yeah. yeah. And those paydays were amazing. Mm-hmm. Like just being like, oh, okay, two two hours in my living room, forty grand, amazing, right? I'll and then at that time, okay, I was like, this is fine, yeah. And then at that time, I was just living my life in New York, like having fun, like having a full life, mm-hmm. um, great group of friends, all that stuff, um, and still having ideas though, like having ideas for the email copy. So I just found other channels, other places to channel my creativity. Got you, got you, got you. Okay, so I, you are not very active on social media. I was doing a little bit of digging. <laughs> I had to go through the highlights, y'all. I had to go through the highlights. They, but oh, they probably go back to like they go 2016. Back. They go back. Oh Lord. So I went back and okay. you had, one of your highlights was like 2018. I did six figures in six weeks. And then the next one said, One thing about mama, she is going to make sure that everyone else is taken care of before she even thinks about treating herself. So if you are looking for the perfect gift to make mom feel special this Mother's Day, make sure you check out the Mega Moisture Duo from Osea Malibu because body care is self-care. Since 1996, Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused skincare. So this Mother's Day, treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GSPP at OseaMalibu.com. Plus, you'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code GSPP for 10% off. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 2019, I did six figures in six hours. And so I just want to know what was the what was the change? What was the secret sauce? What was that thing that you feel like put you over, like took you next level? Yeah. Because that's a big jump. Absolutely. It was doubling down on what was working. Mm. So it was me using that yes to no ratio. So saying no to all those new ideas. Why don't you try this? Maybe you should do an ebook. Maybe you should do a, a small opt-in. Maybe you should do a YouTube channel. I was like, no, no, no. We got this weekly webinar and I just doubled down. So I just like spent 5X on ads, 10X and kept making the same returns because I had mastered that. And what it was for me was actually a practice of like well-being. Like I call it wealth, W-E-L-L-T-H. And it is your well-being that can generate like serving in service of your well-being, generating wealth. And my practice. <laughs> just, hold on. Just, just pause. Hold, please. All right. W-E-L-L-T-H. That's the key. Yes. And I've never heard it explained like that, but that really is the thing. Doing that weekly web, it eliminated all the noise in my head of like, should we do this? Should we? It was like, we can, and we're going to do this though. Like, this is going to be that at the foundation. So that was honestly it. It gave me the, when you have that clarity, it increases confidence. All right. Um, so the people who come to, uh, you don't do the free webinar anymore, do you? Not it's live. Evergreen. I only yes. I do it live maybe like six times a year. But you hear, I'm sure you hear from people who think that creating a course is not for them. Now you've obviously mm-hmm. trained thousands and thousands of people. They're successful. They're, you know, making money with these courses. What do you say to somebody who feels like this is not a space that they can fit into? Oh my gosh. So the I think so first of all, I want to like break down what an online course is. I think people think online course and they think it's got to be like pre-recorded, beautifully edited, um, uploaded to a platform. And all I want to say is an online course is just you teaching somebody and getting them a transformation. And that can be done live over Zoom. Mm -hmm. So what we teach inside Course From Scratch is helping you create what I call your MVC, your minimum viable course. What is that first draft version of your course that you're going to teach live for four to eight weeks on Zoom? 
and you're going to have five to 10 students because you're going to walk before you run. And you're, we have, we teach the car framework where we show you how to transform your story into teachable milestones to make sure that you have specific and measurable milestones for your students so that they walk out of there like, yep, I came to get this and I got it. Mm-hmm. So I think as soon as people first embrace that, that like, it's not what you think it is. Mm-hmm. Like, it can really be that simple. Um, embrace the fact that you only need five to 10 people to enroll for your first one. I don't recommend you go balls to the wall, 50K, 100K, whatever. Like, start with five to 10 people and know that I started with four. And the following year is when I had my first uh, milli year. But I started with four and it only took me a year to get to that milli mark. But it was because I started with the four and I did it live. So I would say start with the five to 10. Um, Today, we're seeing this shift. So if you think about our parents, what that generation was, it was the um, it was uh, the industrial age Mm -hmm. where people were getting paid for the hours they were putting in. I would say today, uh, Esther Perel calls it the identity economy and I call it the culture ad economy. It's like our cultural advantage is what we are getting rewarded for. The more unique we are, the more we get rewarded. Mm -hmm. And that's because IP, intellectual property, also means infinite possibilities. When we lean into like our unique, you know, story, it's like, guess what? Like I to do all the things, learn all the things that you've done, I gotta go to you. And there's only one of you. And law of supply and demand says, the lower the supply, the higher the demand, and the higher of a price you can command. So when you lean into that, right? So when Course from Scratch were like, listen, don't just do the how to start an Amazon store. Like, no, 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 no. What is your unique story? What's your culture at? Were you first generation? Like, were your parents Caribbean? Were you the eldest child? Did you Were you a track star in high school? How did all these things contribute to you getting this result? Include mm. all of that in your course. Include that in the milestones. Bake it in to make it one of one. And then you can charge a premium. And that's how when you're, Thinking about, can I create a course? Is it for everybody? Yes, because you have a unique story and just lean into that, teach it live Mm -hmm. and connect with five to 10 people, get them enrolled and it can be as easy as that for your first round. And when you break it down into those bite size, like five people, we can all, you can get five people. Mm -hmm. Like you can get five people. Mm -hmm. And I think that, allowing your students to feel like this is something I can accomplish is a major part of it because, you know, sometimes we enroll in these courses and it's so overwhelming that you feel like you, you know, you count yourself out before you even really get started. So I definitely Mm -hmm. think that just what you just broke down um, is really helping people add to the meat of their courses and not just let me just put something out there. Because when you really are intentional about it and you're going after those five people and really trying to make an impact, Mm -hmm. then I think you can make that impact. And the impact that you've made on those people is what gets you more people. Absolutely. Is that what you you showed the four, the results from the four people and you just multiplied? Yeah. And yes. And I just got in more rooms where my I call your MVPs, your most valuable payers, people who are paying you attention, time and money. I asked myself, where's my ATM? Where are my attention, time and money people at? Where are those rooms? And in the beginning, the girl it, got so many acronyms. <laughs> I can't even take notes. The ATM, we had a car. <laughs> We had a well, T-E-L-L-T. Okay, go ahead. What else you got for us? You got the ATMs. You said something else, too. I didn't even get to write it down. Oh, Lord. Uh, yeah, so I got in room. So one room could be like conferences, right? So I remember I went to, I emceed a conference, mm-hmm. and I ended up doing a webinar for the conference attendees, for people I met there, and they ended up enrolling in my program. So, yeah, it starts with the, the word of mouth and you putting yourself in more rooms, whether they're virtual rooms or they're real life rooms of people who are looking for what you have to offer. You also mentioned Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. So you said at one point you were doing about 30K in ads and, and making six figures. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to tell us all your business right now. But <laughs> over these last two, three years, mm-hmm. what would you say on a monthly basis has been like your biggest month on Facebook ads, and then what was the return? Because spending yeah. 30K doesn't sound so bad if I'm gonna get 100 back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I think biggest month was probably 200K, and that was a combination of Facebook, Instagram, Google, YouTube. Um, and then that was probably our like 900K month. Um, maybe and probably the milli month, or maybe the milli month we spent like 300K. But yeah, so that was like our biggest month. So it takes money to make money. You're not just out here 
just posting on Instagram. She's not even posting on Instagram, y'all. But you, you really don't. Because the people think, I'm going to start a business, let me post on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And you, that, that can work. It can. It can work. But is that sustainable? Like, is that the thing? So I think knowing those numbers, it's like, yo, don't just say I want to make the milli without knowing like what it's take what it takes. Because there is a lot of investment, even if it's not ads. There's right. always an investment that goes in, right. that, like the silent, invisible investment that we on the outside can't see. But it's the machine that's making it go. Absolutely. I mean, if you're not into and I'll say that like my philosophy I remember that money is a currency and it's called currency for a reason it flows it's supposed to stay in motion it's not supposed to be sitting in one spot in mm-hmm. a bank account like so what I always ask is where can I get the biggest return for my money and so for a while it was Facebook ads was the number one like even over hiring a new person or whatever mm-hmm. I was like nope run them ads like let the ads run because we gonna get a you know 10x return or whatever it was mm-hmm. so I would say when you're thinking about where to put your resources it is asking that question so it could be organic marketing so we know that like ig reels are really popping i know that i'm probably going to take forever to make a real period let alone like a quarter worth of reels like a whole three months but i know that there's an agency i can hire who you know for 5k or 7500 they can do a vip day with me and help me batch create for three months worth of content Mm -hmm. and their team is going to plan the whole thing out for me uh give me the captions edit the whole thing and i just got to show up as the talent uh do three consultative sessions and that's it that is well worth my money Mm -hmm. if i know that i'm gonna am i gonna be able to make 5k to 7500 in the next three months from my course sales Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's worth it. Yeah. Got you. Got you. Got you. Um, did you ever feel afraid, though, of the ad? like what was because ads to me is like a foreign language. It's like either you got it or you don't. You know, there's not real gray area. <laughs> what was did, did you take a like what built your confidence to say, yo, 30K, let's do it. Let's run it. Absolutely. So first I walked before I ran. So first thing is I have been around ads for a long time. Mm-hmm. Since my first job out of college, I was working at an, a Facebook ads network and I gotcha. did okay. ad sales. Gotcha. So I was talking like the language I was talking was CPC, CPM, CPI, which was cost per install because we were talking about apps on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So it was when Facebook first opened up to third party developers. I don't know if you remember like back in the day with the wall, you couldn't even post like 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 your own media anyway. So it was back mm-hmm. in the early, mm-hmm. early days. So that was um, a long time ago. So I've been around it and speaking the language. So when it was time to actually run my own ads, I took a shortcut. Mm-hmm. So first I hired a Facebook ads person um, to set it up for me. Cause I was like, I know if I try to set this thing up, I'm gonna get lost in the sauce and I'm gonna give up. So I just hired someone, I was like, can you set it up for me? And can you just create my first like three ads? Mm-hmm. So at least I have like a template to build off of. So that, that started me off. From there, she ran the things, and I was like, cool, I'll take over from here. From there, it was just little tweaks, mm-hmm, and it was just mm-hmm. me understanding the math. And because I had worked at Udemy, I had worked at startups, I did get trained in, okay, how do we look at the numbers? How do we look at the math? So I had that background, and it helped. Um, yeah, and then, but I, what I will say is I started small. So I started um, on IG. I would turn an organic post into a sponsored post, with just a few clicks of the button inside the Instagram app so I, d- I wouldn't have to mess with the Facebook ads editor because that was wild. Mm-hmm. So I started in IG. And then I was like, let me spend $20 a day for three days, just $60. And let me just get 24 people on this webinar, Get got three people to buy. That's $60 to make $3,000. So I really then like started small and then worked my way up to the 30K per month. All right, we got to work our way up. $20 a day, three days, we can start there. Yeah, and you know what I'll say? One shortcut, and this could be for like you yourself who's like listening or a team member, but I love hiring experts. So I would, if I'm looking to learn Facebook ads, I would find a Facebook ads manager and I would say, what's your day rate? Can I hire you for five hours to do a day, like download with me and just train me for a day. And maybe it's like $500, maybe it's a thousand dollars. Maybe it's just two hours for $200. But I would do that and just have them train me. Cause I know if they're doing it with me, right. I'm going to feel confident and then I'll be able to do it on my own. So that's another shortcut, like learn it in a day or get trained in a day and then take it from there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Lots of gems. Lots of gems. Um, You've made some transitions, though, recently. Um, You're doing like 
NFT. Girl, what is an NFT, girl? Please. I bought one. I don't know what it is. I don't know how to oh, access it. I got a wallet. Buy? Where is it? <laughs> no idea. Seriously, really? I ain't lying. Wait, what did you buy, though? Girl, I couldn't tell you. Um, really? It, it's, it's, it's Don... Okay. Dixon. Okay. You heard of yes. Don Dixon? Okay, so Don yes. Dixon launched the NFT. I'm like, yo, oh, Don, I'm going to support my girl, Black okay. Woman NFT. Love it. But don't you're know like, don't know where it is. Send it to me, Don. I don't know where it is. What did I buy? What <laughs> did I buy it for? Help yes. me Help me understand. All right. Well, first, I love the why. Like, you bought it because you know Don and you're like, I want to support. So you're like, Black woman, let's, got do, it. It. let's right? do it. Right? Love it. Got the why. Um, yeah, I mean, so NFTs is just a digital asset that is a one of one and it is tracked on the blockchain. So even though you don't know where your NFT is, um, if you look it up <laughs> on the blockchain, okay. exactly, you can find where it is and you can see the history. You can see where you bought it from, who transferred it. Um, so yeah, so an NFT could be really anything. I mean, you could turn anything into an NFT. We could take, I could take a photo of you right now and I could upload it to OpenSea or don't even need to put it there, but let's just say I take a photo of you right now. I could upload it to OpenSea and it is now going to, and it's now going to have its own address on the blockchain. And There's going to be a record. Is... Oh, a NFT marketplace. Okay. So that's where people shop. Exchange it's kind of like okay. a art gallery for NFTs. Okay. So it's like you go on the art gallery, you looking around and you can search by collections. Um, and so I can say that my interest came from a really good friend who was super into the space. It took me like, eight months to wrap my head around it. I was like, what are we talking about? <laughs> That's how I feel. Right? And finally, I had my aha moment when um, I looked at World of Women because okay. World of Women is a generative project. So generative just means what they do is they'll take a bunch of different features, they'll design them, They'll so they'll design like, okay, 10 different types of hair. So they'll have curly hair, straight hair, long hair, da-da-da. Then they'll do like backgrounds. Okay, sunset, da-da-da. And they'll design these bunches of features. They'll put it into the computer and it'll spit out a bunch of randomly uh, combined combinations of all the features. Okay. So you've got, you know, 10 different backgrounds, 10 different hairstyles, five different accessories, and it, it creates all these unique combinations. And so um, what's common, so World of Women is a popular one, Bored Apes is another popular one. So those are generative collections for that reason, right? Because gotcha. okay. it's features and it's generated by the computer. Um, now the thing about these uh, generative collections and why it caught my eye is when I was searching on World of Women, I start, it, it felt like I was shopping for clothes at one point. Cause I was like, ooh, I'm like shopping for a new avatar. Uh -huh. Like instead of having my headshot as my photo, I want to use one of these women. So I want to find a woman who looks like me. So I found one I vibed with, who had like my little like amethyst purple, you know what I'm saying? And um, had her like funky hair. So I found someone I identified with and that was the aha moment. And I was like, oh, this feels kind of cool. Okay. Gotcha. It was like a way to express myself. And then I changed my avatar for some time to that. Um, so it was just signaling like, yo, this is the future. It's cool. I identify with this. And so after I was in it for a little bit, I was like, yo, okay, there aren't any projects like by us for us. Like there are projects that are centering us, but the people behind it aren't us. Mm -hmm. So I was like, we like, I would love to see a collection that actually is by us. And so that's when I was like, let's just do it. So I'm creating uh, an NFT collection that is going to be mainly us, um, 3D versions of us that um, also ties in fashion. So I just love fashion as it means to express yourself. We so. can't tell. <laughs> we can tell. I mean, I wish the cameras, y'all could see, see the jeans, baby. Oh, yeah, you know. I'm going to have fresh. to lift my leg She's up. Fresh. Thank you, thank you. Um, but really, I mean, so what we want to do is uh, put different clothing on them. Um, a friend of mine, she has a uh, broken land and I'm like crossing my fingers that she agrees to do this. Uh, but she designs amazing clothes. She's from Brooklyn. And so um, what I, I told her, I kind of saw a picture and she was like, okay, I can write for that. But, um, but what I said is, you know, what I would love is to design these clothes for the avatars and then to turn some of those into physical fashions too. Because mm -hmm. the thing is like, for me, when I think about the collection, it's not just owning a digital thing. Like it's becoming a part of a collector community. Mm -hmm. So when we think about Since 3000, the mission is to embody the future, the past, present and future you now. Like it asks the question, what happens when we access our past, present and future selves now? What can we build? And so the 
community of collectors we want to bring together would be people like you, right? It's like first time, well, you're going to be a second time collector because Don got you in, um, but mostly first time collectors who are doing amazing things, who reach amazing communities. Um, and we can come together and talk about what futures we're building together. But the common, the common thing that's bringing us together are these avatars. Um, and we want to tell the stories of us. So the avatars will have storylines um, that are tied to them and all of like that. Characters. Yes, Alma? exactly. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. So much to wrap my mind around. But it's like a gang too, right? It's like a what little click you create with these with these NFTs because Yeah. Based on what you buy, you get like perks, you get to be part of communities. Exactly. So will there will that be part of your um collection too? Yes. So for I mean, first thing is access to the community. So we're gonna do since three thousand future use sessions. I did it for my birthday this year. It was super dope. Um and essentially we had an amazing artist. Ike came in. He's an Afrofuturist artist. He led us. We It was like a sip and paint. So okay, gotcha. everybody came dressed as a future you. So imagine like come and dress as a future you to the party. Um, we sit all sitting around a table, about 15 of us. And then he leads us through an exercise. We do a visualization exercise. Um, who is the future you? And then he, he walks us through painting. As we're painting, we're talking uh, talking to each other. And then at the end, we share what we painted. We share why we wore what we wore. Um, that's the future you session. And then afterwards, we have like a little hookah lounge in my living room that we did. Um, and what I loved about that session is that everyone got to share their dreams, whether it was literally when they were sharing throughout the night while they were painting or through their clothes that they were wearing. So I had a friend who came and he called me like three weeks later and he was like, yo, 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 D, wait, wait, I'm about to go into a meeting, but I got to tell you, when I came to your future you party, I brought a hat with me. And on that hat was the name of one of the largest, I guess uh, the largest like art institution from his hometown, but it's like also one of the largest in the world. He's like, it's always been a dream of mine to be on the board of that organization. And I don't even think he's 30 years old yet. Okay. And and he said, it's always been a dream of mine to be on the board. I just never said it out loud. I just got a call yesterday from the chief strategy officer of the gallery, of the, the museum, asking me if I would be interested in a board seat. He's like, I just brought this to your party three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Like, like what? So I was like, imagine if we could get in a room, come as our future selves, really think about why we're Ooh. bringing these items, what it represents about our future, and we share those dreams mm -hmm. with each other. Can you imagine how much faster we can get there together? So that's the first thing mm -hmm. that people will get as a collector is coming together in person and building. Um, and then the next thing is access to an online platform. So on the platform, we wanna teach about Web3, but we also just wanna teach about wealth. So I believe in the wheel of wealth, um, W-E-L-L-T-H. So we have all the different areas of your life that bridge well-being and wealth. And we'll have people come on and share and do master classes every month. Members of the community will share. Um, so that'll be another benefit that people will get access to. Uh, and then the last thing would be, well, there's a couple more things, but I'll just say the next biggest uh, thing would be the um, the fashion. So having the ability to own, you know, physical pieces um, from, that are from the digital collection. And it's exclusive to the Exactly, owners. to the collectors. Mm -hmm. Collectors, excuse me. <laughs> owners I'm learning, too, I'm owners learning too. the terminology. Owners too, okay, owners to too. Collectors. Okay, so that was a great segue into this last question. Somebody out there got $5,000 sitting around and they're like, yo, Danielle Leslie, mm. big M's. Mm. Danielle, big M's, Leslie. I love it. What should I do with this $5,000? How can I flip it? What should I do? 5K, what's your answer? Ooh. The first thing that came to mind, the fastest way I flip my money is investing in me. Like, I am the best, like the best flipper in terms of like what I can generate from what I put into me. So when I say putting it into me, it's just education, it's coaching, it's going to someone who's doing what you wanna do. Mm -hmm. That's how I, I collapse time. That's how I did what take most people 10 years in like a year. I found people who had already made a million six months. I paid them $10,000. They were doing webinars. And I said, can you take my, my janky webinar and can we refine it? We refined it and that's when I started on my journey and the next year I made a million six months from a 10K investment. Like 
what? Like what kind what where else can you get a return like that? So that's what I would say. I would say find someone if you're vibing with me, if you know, if you want to turn your story into an online course mm -hmm. in the way that I'm talking about where you can teach live, then we have course from scratch. But if there's something else that's getting to you, if there's somebody else that's resonating with you, like make the investment there. Proximity is everything. Yes. So y'all, you already know we got the link for you down below if you are interested in learning from the course GOAT, y'all. Let the people know, though, where they can find you online. The NFTs have not launched yet, but right. there's a page. Yes. I saw it. So yes. let the people know where they can find the page. Right here's your camera, how they can find you online. She's not on social media, though, y'all. So don't go. You're going <laughs> to see be, her I'm old I'm going to be outside stuff. more. I'm going to be coming outside this more. Summer in the summertime. Okay. All right. <laughs> You can find me on IG at Danielle Leslie. And from there, you'll see a link to join Course from Scratch. If you want to watch the masterclass and see how it's done, definitely do that. But actually click your link because I think you're going to be the, sharing yeah, that. Yeah, show notes. Yep. Perfect. Click that right there. Um, yeah. And you can just find me on IG at, at Danielle Leslie. Y'all, you're going to have to go back and like rewind. So many gems dropped. This has been another game-changing episode of the Girl Stop Playing podcast. Share this with a friend, y'all. Like, comment, subscribe, and I'll see y'all next week. Girl, hey, I hope you enjoyed that video. This channel is all about encouraging you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. So make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you'll be notified when the next video drops. And comment below and let me know what you want to see on the next video. Peace out. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.